0: Oh, look, you got Chris Reeve right behind you.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to spruce up this area behind me. It's kind of hard because this wall, you can't really tell on the video, but it's curved. Oh, really? I tried to put him here first and it just looked like. Are you in a turret? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? It's just just a weird old um, war era fourplex that has some weird. Design choice. Yeah, uh, I will
0: say it's sparse in that room. It does look like a good workroom kind of place. But I will say uh, you also look like you're in a hostage video. (laughs) 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 I just want to say to my family, (laughs) do whatever they ask. (laughs) They let me have this poster. They're actually very nice. They they actually love Peter Gabriel, so that's cool. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh do you record in that room no this is just my living room it's, it's actually sort of my office
0: i mean i just see your speaker behind you but i guess that would make sense you would probably probably have some baffling or something on the walls if you were recording in there yeah this
1: this will change I'm, i am going to be fixing it around but I, I moved some stuff up this is actually a very small practice amp i just moved just so there'd be something there oh <laughs> it looks okay. like i'm doing looks like i have important things to do yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm not even trying. It's like, look at the nerd shit. Yay! They, like, hey, you know the bookshelf is a is a an old standard. Dude, works well. Can't beat all, it. Really. All
0: my walls. That's why yeah. I don't have anything hanging. Is because it's all bookshelves. But um, one of my favorite. Speaking of Shack the Night Stalker, uh, I got to find a place to hang this. It's a oh, recreation nice. of the newspaper from the original TV movie. Of the Night Stalker with the the vampire uh, composite, and so the article is by Carl uh, Kolschak. I fucking love this. That's um, great as a Kolchak fan, but yeah, I got nowhere to hang it, um, and my signed Action Comics number one mm-hmm. reproduction, um, but actually signed by Jerry Siegel. It it wow. fell it fell behind that that uh, bookshelf. There. Oh, because <laughs> okay. uh, I had it sitting on top. And then I guess something jiggled it, and it's behind it. So I'm going to have to pull everything off that, then move the bookshelf back, retrieve it. It is framed. It's framed. But yeah, that was an eBay find from years ago. He had, you know, like he died in 93, I think, or 96. And um, but in 91, he had signed a bunch of recreations of action comics. Number one, Schuster was already dead. Uh, but for a hundred bucks, I got this verified signed Jerry Siegel reproduction of, uh, action comics. Number one. Very cool. Yeah, that is a prize possession. Um, even though I apparently decided and to keep behind it behind a bush. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, why not? so, how do you want to do the the podcast? I love just chatting. Um, but if you yeah. just want to roll into something,
1: yeah, I, I figure. Well, you know, just based on my experience with Slappercast, which is a podcast I've been doing with Blackguards for three years now. Which do you also keeps zoom changing? Do you also zoom with uh, those folks? We, we yeah we we the Slappercast lately has been more of a road diary than a podcast. We we tape it really quickly in the van using using iPhones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's and it's sometimes early, like sixteen minutes long. I'm gonna long. have to You're check like,
0: it out. I mean, I know you've been doing it for a while, um, and I assumed it was all about bass playing. So I was like, "Going, man, no. I'd love to hear Chad talk, but I don't give a shit about." <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think man. about that. Yeah, you know, like, I don't slap the bass. I, if people come up to me sometimes. It's, it shows. It's most. It's like the new Freebird things. Like slap the bass, slap the bass. Really? Shut- yeah. Shut up.
0: Is that? I mean. <laughs> I you mean you never do it, or it's just you prefer to not, unless it really calls for it?
1: Yeah, the, the, the you know the fleet. Oh, I know big, what big, that big, is. Bigged barrel, I I don't. I've never really. Embraced Man, you're no that less Claypool. Style. No, I'm not. <laughs>
0: you know who? Uh, I mean, Patrick White. I have to admit, uh, has become a pretty fucking amazing bass player. Yeah. And for a while, he kept – I mean, Patrick, you know, is pretty uh, – I'm not saying flighty, but he changes with the wind. And so for a while, he was literally, I don't think I'm ever going to play guitar again. He goes, I think I was always meant to play the bass. And I'm like, well, I mean, I want you to be happy. And he was in a lot of bands up here that mm-hmm. weren't with me, whatever um and undeniably <laughs> and was yeah. undeniably great at bass playing but he kept saying like it's just it feels better in my hands and i think it's it's because you are arthritis man it's because of he was so out of doing guitar stuff that getting back in the guitar was like painful for him uh so for him it was much more comfortable and yes he liked to slap the bass he he could do a bunch of less claypool like <laughs> that kind of stuff
1: yeah and that's cool i've 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 attempted several times it's just not a style that i'm passionate or interested enough in you know who didn't do a lot of bass slapping well. paul mccartney didn't do oh, a lot yeah of i know slapping. and th- those really other bass players are more influenced by
0: every um, now and then okay did you watch and I, you have to have. but did you watch uh mccartney
1: 321 oh with uh rick rubin yeah did yeah you watch
0: that yeah it was that pretty was cool it. it was i i love it i mean i love yeah. paul mccartney always will Um, but it was just the thing I loved about it was it was, yeah, Rick Rubin's the real deal, but he's still just this fanboy and so him just giggling like (laughs) when he's working the sliders and pulling stuff down and going like How did you come up with this? And he's like, "Going listen to this bass. He goes, you know, you don't have to be doing any of that. He goes, yeah, well, you know, I always just think in terms of melody, even if I'm playing the bass. I'm like, that's the deal, is that he is not just laying the the bottom. He's not just being the bass. He is coming up with lines. Mm -hmm. And it's obvious when you listen to music, but when you single it out and you're just like going, listen to what that man did with a bass. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, And it's left-handed. Yeah, what's with that? Um, yeah, I remember that part of the documentary where the room
1: just goes, what's with that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did to watch that again. I was slightly disappointed in it just because it wasn't quite as revealing as I thought it was oh, going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not I revealing, but, you know, ask him questions that he hasn't been asked before. It about was the really scattershot. Things, shot, but but yeah. I mean,
0: every now and then, things I hadn't heard a million times. I will say this, and it's true of Stan Lee also, <laughs> speaking of comics, because we'll get yeah. to that there are some people who they they came to terms with this is who i am that the public needs me to be Mm -hmm. and so therefore they are they can endlessly talk about the same things over and over again and not make it sound like they're tired of it Mm -hmm. like mccartney still is very to this day and he knows he's a fucking legend but he's still like a oh, you know, we just kick some stuff around. He's still very modest about that stuff, and it feels genuine. And even if he's telling for the 80 millionth time the story about scrambled eggs becoming (laughs) yesterday, (laughs) he's he's delivering it. And it's true with Stan Lee, where... um, Oh, I don't know if I ever told you this. I got to go... um, I don't remember what year it was, but I was living in L.A., and it was a night called Marvel Then and Now, which was at... um, ucla campus and it was hosted by kevin smith and his two guests stan lee and then joe Cassada. so it was old marvel editor-in-chief new marvel editor-in-chief at the time and other than the fact that their mics were i mean i that thing was turned into a dvd and i'm amazed because their mics were shit there really? were technical difficulties all over and i'm like going i paid money for this I can hear them, but it's all them, like, going boom, boom. Really, guys? Boom, boom. It was horrible. Yeah. On a technical end. A but there is Stan Lee for the millionth time going, you know, I I actually, the Hulk was gray. He was actually gray. <laughs> it. it was a mistake that made him green. And then we said, the green works. You know, and <laughs> he's doing the same stories we've heard him. In the- yeah, I always said, you know, uh, Some sort of insect. I was like, maybe he's a wasp man or, you know, some sort of a, that didn't sound right. And a spider man. And you're like going, Jesus Christ, for the eight millionth time this man is telling that story. And he's 80 some odd years old, energetic, full of it. And and I did love that Kevin Smith wouldn't, wouldn't cut him any slack. Kevin is like going. We've heard that one, Stan. We've heard that a million times. He's like going. I, nice. you know, I think what people really want to know is, uh, do you ever curse? And he's like going. I know you work the way you do, Kevin, and you're trying to get me to say things. Like, people, everyone here is an adult. They all want to hear you say "fuck." Come on. He's like, I don't, I don't do the things that you do, Kevin. With, um, I had a great time, but it was amazing to me that there are people that you know. It's like this is who I am. And people want to hear the same story yeah. over and over and over again.
1: I'm trying to remember the name of this. There was an old British comedy skit show. It uh, wasn't kids in the hall. Oh, that's not British. It's Canadian. Yeah. But, but uh, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember, but they, they had this, the skit where uh, George Martin They have one of the guys playing George Martin. He's t- talking the same <laughs> stories about, you know, strawberry fields, the same stories you've heard him say mm-hmm. on every single documentary and he's talking and then he gets kidnapped And thrown (laughs) in a van, and all all this stuff happens, and he just continues talking about the Beatles the entire time. (laughs) It's really great. I I did go look that up. Uh, I I haven't seen that skit. So whatever show you saw, yeah. Are you sure you didn't just dream this one? Because I've (laughs) never heard it. It was a while ago. It was back, I think, in the in the nineties when you know when the anthology had come out and all that stuff. But anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean that that is fairly accurate. And George yeah. Martin's same thing, where it's like you never saw him go, Oh, okay. All right, for the last time. Yeah. Yes, they used to go on a lot of tea breaks. No, I didn't know they were doing LSD. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. No, He's yeah, yeah. always
0: like, Well, the boys were always impish and blah blah and like, Yeah, we've heard this a million yeah. times.
1: Anyway. Okay, so yeah, last night I rewatched Superman Returns.
0: I thought about doing that when you sent me that email, and I just I I had to watch a terrible movie for my other <laughs> podcast. What um, was that? Monster it, movie? Yeah, it was uh, the Mummy Lives from 1993 with Tony Curtis. To- oh, elderly Whoa. Tony Curtis in a really cheap mummy movie. Um, playing like a resurrected Egyptian priest, but still sounding like Tony Curtis. So it's a terrible movie, but I laughed all the way through it because it's like, oh, Zoth, I ask thee to give me the power to defeat my enemies. Hello. It was just so... He was so New Jersey about it. It was hilarious. Wow. But anyway, um, Superman Returns, what did you think? On, I mean, how long it been since
1: you'd seen it? I don't think... I. I, I was trying to Rack my brain. it's been definitely been a long time since I've seen it I, I may not have seen it since I saw it in the theaters cuz really, I went really. to see it once and I, I actually liked it but only I think I only went to see it one time maybe twice
0: I but saw it twice just, in the theater there. um and I remember the build up to it which I'm sure w- we should talk about how much we were anticipating it too hmm. but uh when I saw it it was good enough for me to see a second time um, and do I prefer it to man of steel? Yes. Do I have lots of problems with it? Yes, but I do own, it. I mean, cause I did get that, uh, uh, blu-ray box set in the little metal case that was all the Superman films, yeah. uh, and up to the day. So in other words, man of steel isn't in there, but Superman returns and it has the Fleischer cartoons and all that's it got a bunch of stuff. And I did think I would rewatch it. There are certainly things in it I like a lot.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot. I'm
0: like, ooh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I I was expecting to be like that the whole time. Like, uh, but I was like,
0: yeah. You didn't they're, get they're taken. You didn't get um sometimes this does happen where retroactively things come out and then it taints your enjoyment of something. Like we know that Brian right. Singer's a piece of shit human being. Yes. We we know that Kevin Spacey's a piece of shit human being. Yes. And we're like okay. Yeah, can we I actually know. watch the movie and still kind of enjoy it?
1: Yeah. I tried to put that out of my mind as best yeah, I could. I think that's Lon's what you gotta it.
0: do. Um all right, yeah. So when it was announced, how
1: excited were you? I I don't I'm sure I was. I don't really remember the build up to it very much mm. right now. I'm sure I was thrilled because I knew that it was going to be a sequel, you know, an actual continuation of the Donner Superman. Yeah, but you didn't which, know how much it
0: would be a sequel yeah, to the Yeah, I was Donner stunned. Film.
1: Yeah, I I remember being kind of stunned that they actually had uh Marlon Brando in it. Uh, you know, using footage from that and the the same music, you know, it has the same opening the same titles. I'd Mm -hmm. kind of forgotten about how hard they leaned into the sequel thing. It's like, it's almost like this weird, it it straddles this weird line between straight on sequel and soft reboot in a way.
0: It is. Yes, it's it's exactly that. And it's, what's so weird is one thing I'll say is that movie wouldn't have happened without, Brian Singer like Mm -hmm. like his name got that made and I'm sure Warner Brothers was because they're teasing him away from X-Men they had to have thrown so much money at him um, because he ended up not doing X3 to do Superman Returns so Warner Brothers snagged him Mm -hmm. Um, now that's great but I so I can't say it's bad thing that he directed it but I think the worst things about Superman Returns are uh Brian Singer.
1: <laughs>
0: uh Brian Singer and and his slavish and I love Superman the movie mm-hmm. and Superman too. Mm-hmm. Uh his slavish attempt at doing a direct sequel to mm-hmm. the extent where it feels out of time. Like yeah. it, it doesn't feel like it's a nineties or two thousand Superman movie. It feels like it's nineteen seventy eight again you know? And I'm like, I don't think that's the way to go. And plus copying beats from those movies. You're like, don't copy. Give us the, the stuff that was brand new, except for the kid. Uh, I'm all Mm -hmm. about like the whole sequences we'd never seen before, which he took from comics and so forth. The plane rescue. Unbelievable scene. Yes, Unbelievable. Uh, the scene of him, uh, Hovering above the earth and listening to everyone's pleas for help, which of course he grabbed from, uh, Paul Dini's, uh, Superman hope, uh, graphic novel. Um, but still to see it visualized on film. Great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I liked a Luther who is both kind of the Gene Hackman, uh, criminal genius, but also, with an edge, like
1: this dangerous guy, Mm
0: -hmm. which is something that's missing from Hackman. Other than one of my favorite lines from the original movie, but Lex, my mom lives in Hackensack. And then he just looks at his watch and goes, just shakes his head. That is the coldest. That is one of the best Lex Luthor moments of all time where he just goes, no, she doesn't. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, there are so many things to like in Superman Returns. Unfortunately, there's almost an equal amount of things that hinder it. Like, Luther's big plot in this new movie is the same plot, just yeah. on a bigger just, scale. Yeah, Dress, The real estate thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. stop with the real yeah. estate
1: thing. Yeah.
0: And, that and was an he interesting doesn't have idea. Otis or Miss Texmacher anymore, but he still has comedically yeah, crazy. I'm the, like, stop. Get some that was real- the weirdest Muscle.
1: Yeah. That was the weirdest thing to me, is like you know, Kitty uh probably uh what's her name? uh, uh, Posey, uh Posey Parker. Yeah, Posey Parker. Her character Kitty essentially Parker was Miss Tess Parker, Parker Posey.
0: Posey. <laughs> you always Posey you always invert names and it's like uh what's her name, Jones Brendan? Uh <laughs> I don't know, Smiley Chad. Uh I think it's probably <laughs> yeah. it's, uh
1: bizarro. Um but she, she was essentially Miss Tessmacher, but she but was not because obviously there was so much that was clearly people were doing this, trying to do the same characters that were in the Donner films, but or film <laughs> film.
0: Well, it's, know. it's just sort yeah. of like he did take it. So the Donner films, uh, Donner slash Lester films. So as the template, and I respect that only when it hurts it only when it mm-hmm. looks like, dude, we actually did want you to bring the character forward. And if the only way you're going to do that is by having him have abandoned the earth for five years to go look for Krypton or whatever and find out, I'm still, I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. He couldn't just assume it blew up. I mean, didn't his crystalline dad AI go, yeah, the planet blew up. He's like, I don't believe you. I'm going to build a spaceship. I'm going to look at the dust and then I'm going to come back and go, yeah, it's really gone. (laughs) Um, so leaving Lois not knowing she was pregnant the whole thing with having the kid just like in the comics I'm not anti Superman and Lois being parents I'm not it's just that especially when you're talking in the terms of film uh, this was a chance to kick off a really awesome new series of Superman films with a good actor, I thought mm-hmm. Brandon Ralph did a great job. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I didn't like... Uh, I mean, she's an okay actor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There's so much more to say about that, but Lois, <laughs> <Yeah>. Lane, Lois <laughs> so Lane's so supposed much. to be funny. <laughs> and there was no comedic anything in, yes, in Kate I mean, uh, performance. I mean, not
0: just funny it i mean the thing that margot kidder brought to it which i mean margot kidder's career really is an odd one r.i.p by the way uh, yeah. to everyone involved basically they're all dead but yeah. um but the thing that is, is that you never for a second doubt that she's highly intelligent but that that cracked crackling dialogue that quick witted that's a bit of a throwback to like the the idea of the female reporter from the 30s and 40s movies where it's like the fast patter very quick she she's a terrible speller but she's a brilliant writer um and she's yeah she's not just funny she's fun there's a life there and kate bosworth didn't give us any of that Mm mm-hmm and again, I didn't really think Superman as uh absentee dad was really a great take.
1: Yeah. Or, or creepy stalker boyfriend. Creepy stalker
0: boyfriend where he just that whole thing of, <laughs> just, I mean, him, is it kind of bittersweet that he's an isolated outsider where he hovers outside? And I'm like, yeah, but he's also using his x-ray vision and super hearing to peek on their life. And I'm like, that's yeah. gross. Yeah. I do like that they played off that um, James Marsden's character. I can't remember his name, but her husband. I like the fact that they made him like a good guy. because they could guy, have. Yeah. yeah, they could have made him like, well, clearly she settled. It's like, no, right. he is an awesome dude, which actually yeah. makes things more complicated. When yeah. Superman comes back and goes, well, I am a godlike being, but you're pretty cool. I hope you enjoy bone of my ex-girlfriend and raising my son. (laughs) Um, I thought that dialogue was inappropriate, Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but I mean, yeah, so there are problems I have with it, but again, like in retrospect, I so prefer it to man of steel because Mm -hmm. it's heart. Weirdly is in the right place.
1: And that, that was something that Brian Singer did do well. and, all the Superman, all the, all the superhero movies I've seen him do, um, you know.
0: Yeah, he does want to put character at the uh, front and center, which is important. It says a lot about
1: why you know the first two X Men movies were so good because mm-hmm. he, he he was a disciple of Richard Donner. He just loved him. Yeah. Um So uh, <laughs> as you can clearly see in Superman Returns.
0: Yeah, I so. mean he that is where I said um, I get it. However, I do think this is going way too far into slavish. Uh, yeah, for sure. And it should have been more of its own movie.
1: Yeah. That said,
0: I I mean, he, you know, and again, him bringing in just for the fans, he has Noel Neal and Jack Larson in it. I'm like, come on, man, that's just Easter eggs for the nerds. And I'm happy. It's like, yeah, there's Lois. There's uh Jimmy Olsen from the old TV show. They're
1: in it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and I guess I mean the the rest of the cast was was okay. Uh, I, I'd forgotten who played Jimmy in this one. I was in my head, I was getting him mixed up with a Jimmy Olsen from from Lois and Clark. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh uh, wait, oh, this uh, is I'm looking this up, guy. Like, I actually like this guy. Uh,
0: yeah, I like that guy too, but I couldn't remember his name, so I looked it up. Uh, yeah. Sam Huntington. Okay, he was good. I thought he was a good uh, Jimmy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, as as Perry White,
0: fine Perry White. Yeah. Uh, very um, serious. I mean, and actually, I kind of like that. He was uh, the whole thing with Donner's film is everything Metropolis we talked about this last time is a little bit stylized, uh, slightly cartoony, and that includes everyone around him. So Perry White uh, is kind of like a Kent, blah, 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 and all of his wacky stuff, and is like going, "I've been in the news business." 20 years, man and boy and all that stuff. And you're like, Oh, that's Mm -hmm. he's funny. Um, And this was basically singer going, it's the same atmosphere, but I'm adding a little bit of more realism to it.
1: Yeah. A little
0: bit. Mm -hmm.
1: There there was, I I was missing the, the chemistry. uh, Yeah. If they're really trying to recreate that, that, that same ensemble. Mm -hmm. the the original cast had amazing chemistry and it just clicked not quite there in this one it's it's not terrible but you know there's there's not much chemistry between brandon and kate um
0: one thing and i will say and again i'm not shaming anyone based on looks or anything but but uh when you've got brandon routh who is about the same size as (laughs) Chris christopher reeve as in height with the whole thing Mm -hmm. and uh, Kate Bosworth is a tiny little person. She is itty bitty. So any of their scenes where like the, the the romantic oh you're back we're on the roof of the Daily Planet now we're going to do our hug and fly up into the air thing and I'm like look at him holding that little doll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean Margot Kidder
0: was at least you know a tallish lady and she didn't seem to be just uh, swallowed up by Dwarfed. Christopher Reeves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: I should show you this because I am a nerd. Hang on one sec. Yeah, <laughs> it's the uh, limited pop figurine duo of uh, of Chris Reeve and Margaret oh. Kidder from <laughs> Superman where they're flying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I had in have- my mind. I remember that being a common topic of discussion was that was can
0: you read <laughs> my mind do you know
1: all the shit I'm thinking of yeah those
0: are the lyrics
1: yeah <laughs> do you know and, all and it was this nice shit? to hear I think it's in the uh Maybe it's in this. I, I dug this up. This is really one of the only Superman DVDs I have is the, the Donna. Oh Cut. yeah. Donner. I think it's in, I think it's in the, the commentary of this where Donner says, yeah, I think maybe we went a little too far with the, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not in this one. Maybe it's, I guess it would be the commentary for the original film. You say, yeah, maybe this, this might've been a little too much, but, uh, Oh, well, <laughs> I
0: mean, he, I, uh, every time it gets to that, talk about knowing that something has its heart in the right place. I don't yeah. think it works. Uh, I think, uh, it's a lovely theme. Again, John Williams knocks all of this shit out of the park.
1: Um, oh, God.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the music's beautiful and even the lyrics aren't bad, but having a spoken word inner monologue in rhyming, couplets for lois lane is bizarre Uh, and they would have had her sing it if margot kidder could have sung and it was turned into a top 40 hit by melissa manchester so they were trying to get something on the charts (sighs) it's not enough that they wanted butts in the seats to see the movie they wanted to sell some lps too what the fuck um very strange yeah so i always fast forward <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right because the visuals are still great it's like if i fast forward i'm just looking at them flying it's gorgeous i'm like i the effects have dated but that still looks great yeah i'm down for them flying around forever without hearing her going can you read my mind <laughs> do you know all the shit i'm thinking of <laughs> look at me trembling like a little girl yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: which by the way i have recited the lyrics uh, on public transportation here in portland <laughs> and uh i get a lot of looks
1: <laughs> interesting
0: <laughs> i wonder be- maybe i should do that as a tiktok or something this weird yeah. old man sitting on a bus going can you read my mind <laughs> do you know all the things i'm thinking of
1: <laughs> that would that would probably be the probably be a pretty popular one yeah I think so this is and, you know watching and people's the kids
0: love any reference to a 1978 movie anyway <laughs> um so Superman returns uh, I mean again moments are awesome and yeah. I will and it they're taking advantage of and that's smart the advances in effects because the scene where um, you know, Metropolis is shuddering and all that stuff and the windows start breaking when mm-hmm. Superman flies at super speed, turns around and uses his heat vision while he's flying to like vaporize the falling glass. I'm just like, "Dude, you get it."
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. in
0: Man of Steel, oh, we're <laughs> going to get to that. Um, basically Metropolis goes to shit. Uh, like 18, nine are happening and Superman pauses to have a little c- cute chat with Lois while people are dying in rubble. Yeah, uh, yeah. and, it's, um, I, oof, God damn. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh. Now yeah. I'm mad again. What did you do? Yeah. Me?
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. That that whole sequence where he's, he's rescuing your metropolis from the fallout of the, the little earthquake thing that happens. Uh, what I thought was fantastic.
0: Yeah, Um, I think the only thing that Snyder finally gave us that, including Superman Returns, didn't. Superman, except for Superman 2, which did give us this. But generally speaking, in Superman movies, and it should be the case, Superman does spend a lot of time saving people and mm -hmm. saving things. So it's a lot of displays of him lifting things and pushing things and doing things like that. But Superman as action hero, we haven't gotten a lot of. So I loved Superman 2 back in the day because he was actually punching it out with hyper-powerful Kryptonian villains. And Man of Steel, the only thing it gave us finally was, I was like, man, Superman is hitting shit. He's hitting big ships. He's hitting other Kryptonian villains. I'm like, all right. Thanks,
1: Zach. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a, was a, a complaint. Or i heard of superman returns is that he didn't he doesn't punch anybody <laughs> in, uh, in the yeah.
0: i don't think yeah. Superman has to punch stuff but it is part of the repertoire and the main thing is the movies keep resetting um essentially so they always go back to lex and i fucking love lex Luthor. come on but he's mm. not a villain that you punch unless right. he's in his like powered exosuit suit or whatever or piloting some huge Mecca or something. But, uh, and they always do Kryptonian villains. If he's going to, I'm like, guys move on. Where's yeah, our
1: brainiac? Exactly.
0: You know, yeah. where's our brainiac? Where's him against the parasite? Uh, yeah. Or you could pull one of the more recent folks in. Where's Mongol or, or doomsday even. I mean, come on. Well, they did do yeah. doomsday. I didn't watch that movie. Can I admit that? I haven't you seen Batman. Movie, Vers- Batman Superman.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you I refused. You, you, you're, you're my hero. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I refused because man of steel hurt me. And I was like, it, yeah. I was like, if the same man is making another movie with this character, it will be just as bad. But did I watch mm. justice league? Yes. Did I watch both versions? I did. Did I think Snyder's cut was actually slightly better? Yes. It's still yeah. not what I want, but I did right. recognize it was a better film. Sure. than Snyder's cut. It's still just not my justice league. Hashtag not my justice league.
1: Yeah. 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 So
0: I, I don't know how they pulled off the, 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 uh, doomsday thing. Uh, the whole, I heard about the, your,
1: your mother's name is Martha. Mm. Yeah. And I, I kind of understand that was one part where I kind of understood what, what, they were going for there, which I didn't, I wasn't down with this whole thing of them, them trying to kill each other. I thought that was a complete waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Just trusting each other. Fine. But actually trying to kill each other. Um, I don't know. I mean, it kind of made sense following from what had happened in man of steel. Cause that, that was, that was, uh,
0: well, I, I, I got
1: the criticisms, which he yeah, did do a little bit.
0: I got the idea. That's not a bad take intrinsically, but, uh, this is, this was my take on it. And again, from a guy who didn't see it, but knows enough about it uh, to at least offer this. This is a mistake made in a lot of superhero movies, including the X-Men series and so forth. They always want to jump to the big storylines that are, you know, hugely famous. And I'm like, the problem is, uh, and actually Star Trek, when Abrams reboot, I loved that first one. I thought that I'm surprised you recast everybody but that is a great way to relaunch a series. And then immediately he, he screws the pooch uh, because he wanted to jump to wrath of Khan. And I'm like, the reason wrath of Khan worked was the groundwork of space seed, the original episode, and then catching up to that villain years later and having Mm -hmm. Spock die or in the flip, having in Abrams have Kirk be the one dying heroically. I'm like, it, it lost all impact because those guys have known each other for two weeks. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Well, why it works in wrath of Khan is we've known these people for 30 plus years. That's incredibly emotional. So in the yeah. case of Batman versus Superman, they're trying to do like a dark Knight returns thing, which is I'm, I'm going to wipe the smug grin off your face. Clark, uh, you've, Thought you were so powerful, and you're serving the wrong masters. So, these two guys are immediately are in their death clutches, and they have yet to fucking meet, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was so frustrating because I was so, it was kind of exciting. It's like, oh, finally we're going to get Batman and Superman in a movie together. And that's what. But we then get. they said they couldn't stop there. No, we're going to have Wonder Woman too. Oh, and they're going to try to kill each other. And then Doomsday is going to show up, and all yeah. three of them are going to fight Doomsday. Like, yeah. And then Superman will die. Yeah. <laughs> all, all in and one all movie. With, with and with speaking of
0: X Men, it's like X Three, where they're like, um, well, we could probably do an entire movie about Dark Phoenix, but we're also going to do the Mutant Cure storyline and uh, a bunch of characters you've been waiting for, like Angel, he's going to be in there too for two minutes. Hope you enjoyed <laughs> your Angel, everybody. And yeah. he's just like, dude, you can't cram all that shit into one movie and have it yeah. be coherent and have yeah. it land. So how about yeah. have Superman and Batman meet? Have Just like you said, have yeah. them be distrustful or not like each other's methods, but then grudgingly over the course of the movie realized they need each other. You know who did it very well? Nigh on perfectly. The fucking animated series. The Batman Superman movie they did. That was the first time they met an animated yeah. universe. They they balanced everything. They had Lois Lane dating Bruce Wayne for a little bit and Superman getting jealous. I mean, all that. <laughs> I'm not saying exactly that's what I want, but you got sure. Luther and the Joker and the whole yeah, thing is done in 90 minutes in animated form and it's satisfied. And I'm like, yeah. it's because those people get the fucking characters.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm angry. Been, I'm so angry. I've been who thinking this? about that, the animated stuff. I need to go and, and watch it. Because all the research I've been doing, like digging back into this thing, that keeps coming up. I well, like, oh, I mean, I can is- only
0: say that as uh, you know, a longtime DC fan, the people who who have translated it best – and I'm including over Richard Donner and I'm including over Tim Burton or, you know, Nolan or whoever. Uh, But basically the people who've interpreted those characters the best were the animators. Batman the Animated Series, uh, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini Mm -hmm. is the best Batman adaptation you'll ever get. And then Superman the Animated Series didn't last as long. And I do think people generally just love Batman more. The Batman the Animated Series was perfect for that character. But the Superman Animated Series didn't just follow what Batman did. It was perfect for Superman. It was mm-hmm. brightly lit. There was hope to it, a little bit of humor, and they could do much more epic things, obviously. He's in space, and he's fighting Lobo, and he's doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, and you'll have a wacky episode with mister uh Mixes Pitlick, Pitlick, and then you will have something that's deadly serious. The next episode with Darkseid, I'm like going, this is all I need. This is what I want. If only there were real people doing this shit. Right, I know, but I, I was going to mention because me it, dressing up in a cape in my apartment is just not doing it anymore. <laughs> I'll save you, Lois. <laughs> hello? Oh, hello, hello, <laughs> yeah. It's actually me picking up my phone, and, and it's the landlord going, uh, "Yeah, your neighbors are your neighbors are complaining a lot of uh, uh, bouncing <laughs> noises." Well, I'm jumping off my bed. It's simulating flight. <laughs>
1: I remember seeing this documentary about the the making of the Batman series the, the animated universe. They talked about mm. the into Superman too, I think, eventually, but but I think that's a really good example of the studio putting trust in the create the creators saying, Hey, look, this is here's this IP we have, we want to do something with. You guys know the character. Do yeah. so, go do something cool. And they had almost complete freedom at how they wanted to do it.
0: I you know? I like the way, and you are a very fair-minded, gentle-natured person, Chad. Because when you say trust, what it meant was they just didn't care. In other words, <laughs> in a way, they did because the, the animated Warner Brothers animation is like it's like an offshoot. They're just like, get us some more money, please. So use Batman however you like. They just didn't watch and didn't care what they were doing as long as there was okay. no nudity. They were just or, or, you know, violence. They basically said, do a series that's good enough to where we can do tie in toys for Burger King, you know, and action figures. And that was literally all they they didn't care, yeah. which meant you had people because Bruce, Tim and Paul Dini in the animation realm are like Kevin Feige. The people who know how to do the stories, but mm-hmm. also are real diehards. They know the worlds they're dealing with, the characters, and they're basically like they were given the reins and no one watched over their shoulder. It was like, oh, great. And it was a success, yeah. man. I, I've got the box out of both.
1: Uh, so good. I remember, did, didn't we go see the, the movie that came out? Was it The Phantasm? No, so oh, yeah, Mask of
0: the Phantasm. I think yeah. you and I went
1: to go see that when it yeah. came out.
0: And actually, that was great, too. It was, yeah. It's now actually comics canon. It's taken a long time, but I think some, uh, maybe Tom King, who's a really good Batman writer, maybe not Tom King, but one of the recent good Batman writers has actually brought, um, uh, what's her name, the Phantasm, uh, has actually introduced her to the comics. Take, took a long time, but now she, as an early girlfriend of Bruce Wayne's who became the Phantasm, that's now in the comics, too. Just like Harley Quinn started in the animated series, and after years, they're like, oh, we should put her in the comics. Now yeah. we should have Margot Robbie in uh, booty shorts playing her. <sighs> <laughs> I have mm-hmm. problems with that character. I love that character in the animated form. Um... And conceptually, I love that character. But again, it's like little girls look up to Harley Quinn now. Like she's been made Mm -hmm. accessible and she's an anti-hero. So she's allowed to end up on like the kids cartoons. And I keep thinking she is the Joker's ex-girlfriend. She has Mm -hmm. murdered dozens of people. But by Mm -hmm. all means, make sure your little daughter has her on your T-shirt and she's running around. I want to be Harley Quinn for Halloween.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be that.
0: Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. He's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: yeah, right. I'm exaggerating a bit. But Darth Vader. I mean, uh... okay. Yes.
0: Okay, okay. Yes. Fine. Whatever. But anyone that looks up to them as anything. Other he's not than- wearing hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> he, he isn't my fan fiction. <laughs> I haven't shown you those sketches. Jeff. <laughs> Oh, man, you can go to the Spirit Halloween store and get a sexy Vader costume for this Halloween.
1: I'm sure you can. <laughs> sexy Vader.
0: Oh, I have seen like a sexy R2-D2 and sexy C-3PO costume for ladies. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, gone. God, that's just wrong. <laughs>
1: um. Anyway, so getting back to, to yes. quickly about to v Superman and the frustrating aspects of that. There, there was one scene that was actually kind of tantalizingly, frustratingly close to <laughs> yeah. what we would want. Yeah, where where Clark Kent is investigating the Batman, I think for some reason, and he's at Wayne. There's some big event at, at Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. or some some of where they're both. You know, Bruce Wayne's there, Clark Kent. Oh, is there, they
0: and, they have this in the um. There's a little bit of that in the trailer, and and they they meet at the party, and then like yeah. Lex Luthor interrupts, and this version
1: of Lex Luthor, man, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh terrible terrible. But uh, there, there's some there's some cool stuff having that where you know Superman's like listening to conversations and you know and they're, yeah. they're kind of sneaking around and they meet each other and like oh hmm you know like sizing each other up. But then yep. it just it just obviously that that was really the only part of the movie that I really liked. Um <sighs> but it was it was frustrating. Which was this kind of nicely dovetails into the next subject I wanted to talk Ooh, about which go. was I listened to uh it was one of the uh, I forget how long ago this was. One of the, uh, an episode of of the panel, well, panel up
0: Oh with your good. friend John. Yeah,
1: where y'all were talking about the Batman, mm-hmm. uh, the Matt Reeves film, uh, Robert Pattin- Pattinson is that right? Yeah, the guy surprised
0: me with how good he was.
1: Uh, yeah, I was very pleasantly. I you know again like you said on the podcast, like when you heard about it, you are like, ah, who, <laughs> We don't want another another DC movie and another Batman. But uh, and I and I only knew that actor from stuff I hadn't watched or whatever that vampire yeah, thing. Yeah, the Twilight he was in. series. I was like, yeah, eh. but yeah, it was actually surprisingly refreshing. And, and I can still nitpick well it.
0: Which, if you listen to that sure. episode, I certainly did. But yeah, yeah. But you could tell that Matt Reeves also gets it. You could tell that Matt Reeves, yes. who is an unabashed fanboy, and doesn't try to hide that he steals. I mean, he in interviews is like going. He goes, very influenced by uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sayles' Long Halloween. I also took bits from this run. And he's basically just saying, like, I took bits from uh, Miller's uh, Year One. And obviously, the fans, we know, uh, the comics fans, are like, going, oh, we know, but you did a great job of fusing it all together and giving us a Batman who, you know, I still don't like his take on Bruce Wayne as being this like antisocial, weird, twitchy guy, because when you immediately go, Oh yeah, he's a Batman. <laughs> There's a reason Bruce Wayne pretends to be a playboy, and it's because well, that's to divert attention. But, sure. um, but I mean, just he's a detective in that movie. There's detecting going on. Him mm. and Gordon in that movie, chef's kiss. Uh, yeah. them working yeah. as a team. That whole thing mm-hmm. of like you're going to have to punch me and grab the keys to get out of here. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I mean, all that stuff. I was down for. I, I really really love the Batman.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and y'all, y'all touched on this subject and y'all seem to be not in agreement about this, (laughs) that the the idea of, of uh, Warner Brothers or whatever, the new DC division that has been, they're trying to create now. We have no idea what it's going to be, but yeah. Um, The idea of them using the Batman as ground zero or or the the, the foundation for a new cinematic universe. Yeah, it's tricky. Uh, Yeah. And you were just like, I'd like to see that. And I think was it Mike and John were like, "Uh,
0: well, actually John has, has over the, um, John is uh, a guy who's always willing to give the benefit of the doubt to, and he's also, he sees the good in a lot of stuff that everyone else craps on. But also I think there's just part of him that is happy. There's a movie that has Captain Marvel in it, you know, happy Hmm. that. So he might realize that, that Aquaman isn't as great as he thinks it is, but he's just so happy with it, you know? So for a long time, he kept going, no, they just need to, they're fixing it already. You know, as each movie, they're fixing the DCEU and they don't need to get rid of any of that stuff. It'll still be Henry Cavill. Let's get Ben Affleck back and all that stuff. Now he is so fed up with just how much of a shit show Warner Brothers has become and how they're handling DC that even he's like going, yeah, man, I don't know what they're doing. And I, yeah. he's, he's like, I'm going to go see black Adam, but I have to because it's black Adam and you've got Dr. Fate in it. And I'm, it's like, yeah, same here. Yeah. I'll go see it. I'll probably dislike it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just, yeah. I just really wish they would get their shit together. And here we have one their major one of the major characters finally done really well. well. Yeah. And, and, uh, and there's this topic I I saw this on John, John Campio show. They, they addressed this issue recently and they were all agree in agreement. Like, nah, they shouldn't expand this. You know, don't, don't turn, don't put any Superman or flash or anything into this. It's going to make it, going gonna to mess up the, the tone. And tone is always think-
0: the thing it comes to, especially because of Batman is so specific. And yeah. I always hear, and it was the same when Nolan, when Nolan's movies were considered like, He's done it. He's cracked the Batman code. This is what people want. And then people immediately started saying, like, are you ever going to have Superman guest star in one of these? Because we understand this young Cavill guy has just been cast. And he's like, no. He goes, in, yeah. in that universe, I can't picture an alien in a red cape showing up, you know, flying into that city. And I'm like, well, that's the comics, man. You, just got, you can't be afraid to
1: say yeah. I'm making a comic book movie. Right, right, and that's that. That was the thing they were saying is like, yeah, I don't know. They, they were saying I, I, can't picture this being like the the Snyderverse or the CWverse. So, well, it won't be if if that's the whole the whole point of the you know Donner's rule of verisimilitude is like, right. You've got to kind of approach it as if what would it be? They'd be like, I mean, in real life, what if what if somebody like Superman showed up? You know, and, and well, Donner in the case address the- that by showing the crowd like freaking out. Yes, like like the very first reaction we have a Superman appearing is somebody reacting to his outfit. Yeah, and he's <laughs> Jim, you know, not definitely has not aged well that scene. But that that was great to have do you people mean, reacting to his outfit well. first.
0: That scene <laughs> is one of my favorite in all of cinema history. We used to talk about that. Yeah, I still want to locate that actor and just do like I, a quick interview. Um, so you, did you ever listen to the podcast? I was there too. By Matt Gorley, No. Matt Gorley is one of the improv comedians from Super Ego, and he actually produces a lot of podcasts, but he's a very funny guy. He um, had a podcast called I Was There Too, where he would interview people who had bit parts or noticeable walk-ons in famous movies uh like he interviewed like three of the people who were bus passengers in uh speed you know it's just like and they're not big names but he's just like what was it like being on the set doing this and then and, that? and yeah. i always wanted to write in because he's like my age and i always wanted to send him an email he doesn't do it anymore but like Look up the guy from Superman the movie who says, say, say Jim, Jim, woo, that's a bad <laughs> outfit. Fit. Woo. He gets two woos. Do you think that they paid him by woo? I think they yeah. probably like they probably afterwards said, look, man, you were only contractor for one woo. I don't yeah. think we can pay you for the extra woo. <laughs> and he's like going, you're paying me for that extra woo. I thought,
1: what, what makes that scene complete is Christopher Reeve's reaction to him, just very politely. Yeah. Excuse me
0: well (laughs) doesn't ignore him again doesn't blow him off that is oh
1: god chris Chris reed yeah chris
0: reed got it the idea that superman no matter who he encounters whether it's a criminal a person who's actually getting in his way innocently like a pedestrian or just whoever a child he treats them all with dignity decency and he's just like um um thank you very much i i do have somewhere else i have to be right now Mm -hmm, it's like i'm mm -hmm. very sorry i must go it's like, yeah. you don't mess with him. He's going to save somebody yeah. over in, in fucking Saskatchewan right now. And then he's over to Cuba. Let the man work. But yeah. I love that he'll take it just a couple seconds like, are you okay? Great. Yeah. Have a good yeah. night.
1: Whoosh. Yeah. Yeah. He'll hey, even Brandon, pull a
0: fucking cat out of a tree
1: yes. for
0: a little girl who's about to get smacked. That's the scene that doesn't hold up well. Yeah. You know, the, right. the, yeah, the, the, true, the re-edited yeah. version. Tell
1: you not to lie? Yes.
0: The re-edited what? version. They've They've taken the smack out of it. Oh, they
1: did? Yeah. yeah.
0: That was because a good Didn't bit I much. tell you not to lie is where they end it. You don't hear the... Psh. Yeah. <laughs> I would love, was, it if, I'd love it if they stayed on that scene, let the slap yeah. in, and Superman zooms back in and is like, what is your problem?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave that girl that was, alone. She didn't that lie. That was a very odd choice <laughs> that they put that in there. I well, I if mean,
0: verisimilitude.
1: Was... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I think there are plenty of little girls who got smacked for talking about flying men getting their kittens
1: out of trees. But, uh, but not, it, not to get too far afield, but that no. that politeness that Chris Chris Reeves approached the character. I thought Brandon Ralph carried that yes. on. Right yeah. well. he, he he got that part of the character so I think that well. Brandon
0: Ralph walked a very good line of he was clearly he was told probably. Be as much Chris Reeves as you can while still bringing your own stuff to it because he's not doing an out and out impression, but he's capturing a lot of the feel. When he's walking around as Clark Kent, the goofy uh, body language and the, the whole thing with him eating the sandwich and he's got like the lettuce sticking out. And he's like, "What?" and you're perfect. like, yeah, I know it's perfect. It's just like there's a part of Superman when he's Clark that is only taking his normal things he would do and he is heightening it a little. He Mm -hmm. does try to like, I have to soften my image even to the point of looking slightly doofy. And that's great that it's a performance and it's not. I still, one of the best scenes in the entire world. I'm going back to 78 again, but the whole thing of the date where he goes in and he takes the glasses off and he's going to tell her.
1: He straightens up. Yeah, yeah. he's like,
0: Lois, uh," and he changes the voice. He's like, "Um, there's something i have meaning to tell you. And then he just loses the resolve. Mm-hmm. Superman being vulnerable and going, no, Beautiful, no, I have yeah. to hide again. Have Beautiful. to hide again. Put the yeah. glasses back. Fuck. Sorry.
1: There, there was one little touch that I maybe laughed when I was watching Superman Returns last night, and I kept winding it back because I was I thought it was so funny, and I uh, and it, it struck me that there was a distinctly Brendan Ralph thing mm. when when Lois is introducing um Richard, her boyfriend, to Clark for the first oh, time. Oh, right.
0: He was he was Perry White's like kid yeah, or something right cousin okay. or
1: something yeah. yeah nephew i can't remember what it maybe was maybe yeah. nephew yeah. and she says oh he's also a pilot and he loves horror movies and and clark goes oh yeah <laughs> like this <is> a little, <laughs> 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 which was that is so from knowing seeing brandon Ralph carry on into legends of tomorrow and playing he Ray actually Palmer does have Fox.
0: a good comic sense
1: yeah and that that was totally a Brandon Routh thing. I I am <laughs> sure Christopher right. could have done something similar to that, but it wouldn't have been the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that was totally Brandon Routh. I thought that was beautiful. Like, did you did <laughs> you
0: I mean, we talked about this last again, we won't get too far off topic, but did yeah. you did watch the crossover, The Crisis on Infinite Earths they did on CW? I didn't did watch, you watch the whole that? thing. But I, did you I watch watched, the one where Brandon Routh is old Superman, older Superman and the I rewatched uh, the black one of those S- scenes. Yeah,
1: I rewatched one of those scenes last night. Um, That's pretty great. Uh, I need to. I want to go back and actually watch all those episodes. But I, I was just struck. This is one of the things that frustrated me about a lot of those shows is that how low budget it was. Yeah, he it's fight, very TV. He fights Ty, Tyler Heck, uh, Heckland's uh, Superman, whom I also really like. Uh, and the, it's all just kicking each other around one room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Eventually, yes.
0: yeah, I know. It's, it's like two supermen, and they're like going, "I am so going to throw you into that couch."
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh I don't know, maybe through a mountain? Uh maybe it was just me. <laughs> uh anyway. yeah, TV. But anyway, so back to um uh the Batman starting off the new DCEU. I would be okay with it because of how good that the Batman is. I think that you would need to you would need a really good writer because you can bridge tones and would it have been awesome if they had had some sort of map a plan where let's say a post credit scene or something i mean they gave us a post credit scene or whatever they gave us riddler in the next cell to the joker that's great mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. yeah bruce wayne um and the Batcave, cave and he's got a bunch of news articles up of bizarre you know rescues Siding. around the world and he's like what's going on yeah. the idea that a character as grounded says a guy talking about a dude who dresses up as a bat and fights crime. But a character as grounded and human as Bruce Wayne, who is still a great detective, I would love, like you are talking about, to see how he would react to. Yes, I know this person is doing good. Yes, but this person should not exist. No one should right. be able to lift. That No one should be able to fly at the speed of light. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. How do I trust this being? Mm -hmm. Start there. Start there and have them recognize without saying your mom has the same name as my mom, but have them recognize the thing that connects them is that they care about people. They don't Mm -hmm. do it the same way. They don't have the same resources. Superman doesn't have that kind of money. He just has alien tech and uh, all the powers of a god. But at the same time, Superman is not the detective that Bruce Wayne is. There's all kinds of ways. you. World's finest has been doing it forever.
1: Well, since the, the 50s. But yeah, so I mean, if they if they wait, because this was what John Campion said, which I I don't always agree with him. But this is one thing where I, I, he was kind of ticking me off because he's like, well, we've yeah. already said you know, Superman and Batman. Well, we've already seen that, you know, like, yeah, but it hasn't been done well. You know, that's the thing. We, we that's want it thing. done well. So people, and it,
0: people always say. And I do kind of agree. Do we need to see the origin again of any of these characters? Do we need to see uncle Ben die again? Do we need to see the Waynes get shot down in an alley again? Do we need to see the rocket leaf Krypton? And I agree at this point, every child in the womb already knows the origins of these characters. You can skip that. Or if you do it, do a quick flash where it's just symbolically like, Oh, in my moment of isolation, I'm reminded of how lonely it was drifting through space. Sure. But no, we don't need to see the fucking origins again. Get to it. Um, and you're right. If we've seen Batman and Superman team up in a movie before, we still haven't seen it done well. And I think had they had the forethought, this is all retro retroactive thinking, but you should have followed the Marvel model you should have from the beginning and they didn't know when they started the Marvel films that they would lead to an Avengers but they had they you make the best possible movie of each one of these characters. Let's say the mm. Batman is the first of his series. He is well introduced. Great. Let's have a Superman movie that sums him up and is great set in the same universe, but not dependent. So yeah, he fights brainiac or whatever. Then let's have a wonder woman movie. And I did like the first wonder woman movie, even though I kept going world war one. Um, fuck that noise. But, um, <laughs> We can't do World War II because they'll get confused with Captain America. No, they won't. She oh, has boy. boobs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Well, so to see. And they are very nice. But anyway, yes. so you do single films of all your majors yeah. while seeding perhaps in in button scenes during the credits some connective tissue. And it doesn't have to be them walking up to Wayne Manor, knocking on the door and going, are you Batman? Hello, I am Superman. <laughs> Uh, But it can be them being aware of each other. Yes. Great. And then you bring them together after having successfully established each Mm -hmm. one in their own movie. And you don't have to worry about how how they blend. Look at the Avengers. The Avengers. And again, talk about a piece of crap person, Joss Whedon. Sorry, he was a a hero of mine. Now I know he's a piece of crap person. Yeah. Yeah. But he did a very decent job, not as a director, because his directing is pretty flat, but as a writer of, I mean, the Thor movies were very different than RDJ's Iron Man. And Captain America, the first Avenger is perfect for that character. And it doesn't fit the tones of. So the tones are all over the map. Then you Mm -hmm. put them in the movie together and they made it work. You know how they made it work? Smartness. Good writing. That's all it takes. Yeah. Play on the fact that they are very different from each other because you've got, you know, Thor is still like, you, you, you mortals are ridiculous. And then like going, okay. And, and Tony Stark's making fun of him. All right. Hammer man. <laughs> it's hammer time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Captain America going, I don't get any of these references. I mean, these are yeah. all perfect character beats. Yeah. 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 Do the same with your Justice League.
1: That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they could
0: they- use a Batman as Batman's entry. Then give us a Superman movie by people who know who he is, care mm-hmm. about him. Anyway, I think they yeah. should scrap the entire DCEU.
1: I, I yeah, I'm, I'm total total agreement with that. About I that. like
0: Jason Momoa. They, it's way I like too him as a up. presence, and I thought he's very fun. Hashtag not my Aquaman, mm-hmm. um, but I like him. Give him other movies. I will go see them. Yeah. Him. yeah. Um, I think they blundered on Captain Marvel, especially with the Shazam nonsense. I still got problems uh, <laughs> all of them have their problems. So how about we say good attempts? Yeah. Forget about
1: it. Yeah. I think Start they have fresh. to at this point. Especially Start fresh. Like everything everything has gone wrong with with you know what what uh what's his name? Uh, Snyder. No, what's no, the, guy, no. the guy who plays he plays Batman. Um, ben Affleck, man. Yeah, Ben Affleck, you know, not wanting to do it anymore, but then um, they,
0: they gave him crazy amounts of money and apparently yeah. they brought him into this flash movie
1: and, that, that's uh, the other and thing. Aquaman
0: <laughs> and they brought him into that's... Aquaman too, which was supposed yeah. to not have Batman in it. And now he shows up in that and they're like, Ben, here's a little bit more money. And he's like, you know what? I married JLo. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm off the booze. Sure. I'll show yeah. up.
1: But, but all the stuff now with, with, uh, with the, the flash movie, uh, and the other name, I'm fucking Miller. Out yeah, Ezra Miller and the, Man, all that, that is, crazy drama.
0: I mean, if you're going to shelve anyway. a multi-million dollar movie, don't make it back, girl, because why? I mean, that might be fun. And maybe they did a good job. We have no idea. But shelve the one with the dude who is clearly a danger to himself and others. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I mean, I don't want anyone who worked on these things to lose money, but at the same time, it's like, who's going to go out and support an Ezra Miller flash movie, uh, no matter screwed, how good yeah. the story is, no matter how excited I am to see Keaton back in the cowl for old man, Batman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just enough. Enough is enough. And that's the thing. Enough it's like, is enough. If they, if you want, it was like, if the problem with, with expanding the, you know, from the Batman into other stuff is tone and, and like, well, not okay. Maybe that would be good, but not this Batman. It's like, well, if not this Batman, then what? What what is it that we're waiting for? Well, they keep, and, they, you know,
0: they, they do have a multiverse to lean on now. They both yeah. Marvel and DC have, I mean, in the comics they've had these things for a million years, but the movies are suddenly aware of like, holy shit! Audiences will accept multiple people playing the same character without yeah. having connective tissue between the movies. Mm-hmm. So you could have two different James Bonds and two different james bond franchises if you want we could have a full-on we get jim halpert as mr fantastic uh in one dr strange movie but he might not be mr fantastic when we do the fantastic four and people will roll with it you want to know why multiverse yeah here's your eight batmen hope you enjoy them
1: (laughs) right right
0: but i i think that it would be a mistake to because Again, Pattinson knows this character. He's done a good job. So has Reeves. Um, So you can loan that character out. That character is seen in the daylight. I do like the whole idea at the end of the Batman. Well, he's on the bike as dawn is rising, and he and Catwoman split off their different ways. And we also saw him in broad daylight in the costume. Gotham knows he's not an urban legend anymore because he's literally helping... Uh, Victims out of the floodwaters and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He is as human as it gets out in daylight. And I'm like going, so tone's not really a problem. As in Gotham is not always just drenched in darkness. It's just a city in this world that this guy dresses up in this Cape and fights crime in. So in another city, it happens to be a guy who can fly.
1: Yeah. And the thing I really like about the idea too, is like, we've got, batman's in a a good place you know yeah we don't we don't want him to turn into you know ben affleck's batman which was basically iron man essentially yeah Um, but also
0: i've always disliked the idea of it's because batman sadly is more popular than superman from you know like I'd say over the last half century, Batman has eclipsed Superman. Superman is an incredibly worldwide recognized character, but he's just too corny for everybody. And everyone loves the broody Batman. Um, So in other words, it always bugs me that the movies make it seem like Batman came first. And so with the DCEU, the idea of Ben Affleck being this veteran Batman who's been around for 20 years, Robin's already been killed for some reason. I'm still an urban legend after 20 years. I don't know how, uh, but apparently no one knows I exist. And Alfred's almost dead and I'm (laughs) grizzled. And uh, who's this upstart Superman? I'm like, don't do that, man. I love them coming up together, you know, or, or
1: Superman being first. Yeah. But yeah. and uh, Yeah. I, I do like what you're you're saying that, that would be really neat just to see Batman like so, showing you know Superman starting to appear in the news. Right.
0: And maybe Superman maybe they do something similar to what the comics did, which is maybe Superman hasn't had the costume for all these years. I don't mind Superman finally becoming public and go, wearing go. that costume. Yeah. But you know, the fact that Bruce Wayne may have been tracking all of these mysterious rescues of an by an incredibly powerful godlike person. No capes, no name, Superman. And he's just like going, what's happening in the world? Mm-hmm. And why is it focused around Metropolis a lot? And And do I have to worry about this because Metropolis is just up the coast from me? You know, like, I, yeah. by the way, I also hate in the Snyderverse where they're their sister cities across a bridge. Fuck that noise. <laughs> Fuck wasn't that it, wasn't noise. Wasn't it
1: that way in the comics at one point? Weren't they like right next to each other for a while?
0: N- no. I, at like one point. At one point in, uh, did you ever read uh, uh, World's Finest, the graphic novel from the 90s uh, that was done by Steve Rude? No. It was just, it was a graphic novel and all it was, was not in continuity. It was just a story of Superman and Batman fighting together, switching the villains switch. Like the Joker says, I'm going to take on Superman. Lex Luthor's like, I'll take oh. care of Batman. They switch cities. And in that, just because Steve Rude really wanted to concentrate on the dichotomy. He draws Metropolis like this gorgeous sci-fi paradise and Gotham is of course this Gothic nightmare where it's always dark. Um, But, he, in that story, decided there was a train line that directly connected the two cities, uh, and there's a city in between, immediately halfway between Gotham and Metropolis, where apparently Superman and Batman, as Clark and Bruce, meet every Christmas to exchange presents. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's very focused on them as being friends, which I really yeah. liked. Plus, yeah, the yeah. art is gorgeous because it's Steve Rude. But right. I think someone in, in the real DC universe is like, I kind of like that idea where they're very close. In my mind, they were always just East coast cities. It's like maybe sure. Gotham's somewhere around Boston, metropolis yeah. is New York, or maybe yeah. flip that. Maybe it's who cares? The, yeah, but yeah, yeah. the idea of them being right across a bridge, right, yeah. you're sitting there going, uh, then why would Gotham have ever had a crime problem? Because it, Superman would just be like, right it is half a second for me to yeah. go clean up the, joker and Clayface and all those motherfuckers so yeah. <laughs> and batman's like leave me something to do yeah come on man <laughs> right right
1: uh right. so
0: anyway yeah i don't i don't like that idea of them being sister cities but yeah I
1: don't yeah i, I was <laughs> i was laughing at this idea last night that this is something we would have thought of at house of pies but like for the <laughs> for the po- post credit scene and the Batman, but they should not do this. But it would just be hilarious as it works. <laughs> well, me be clear, Superman,
0: they should not do this. They should not do if this. If anyone's at home listening, yeah, do not fine. follow please, this.
1: Please do but but like Superman, it's, it's like a post credit scene, and Batman's having his morning coffee, and all of a sudden, Superman's on the news for the first time, actually being interviewed, <laughs> and he does a spit take with his
0: coffee. choose <laughs> chat. <laughs> I don't believe in necessarily the 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 uh, Jungian idea of a collective unconscious or a shared mind, but but it's like you reached into my soul and pulled out exactly what I want to see, and that is Bruce Wayne doing a spit take. So, yeah. I, <laughs> it's like,
1: well, yeah,
0: is there something wrong with your coffee, Master Bruce? It's like, yeah. did you see this shit? <laughs> Cape Wonderstone City. Did you see that shit?
1: Yeah. <laughs> But it would be cool to have a scene like that, maybe not as far as the spit take, but some, <laughs> something like that would be kind of cool. Like, Well,
0: I mean, I again, again, the whole idea is and I mean, it's it's uh, it's a no brainer. And again, they do this in comics. There are plenty of talented writers in comics that should be tapped to write the screenplays or yeah. they can call me. I will give out my number at the end of this podcast. But anyway, so the <laughs> whole thing is the idea of how these things don't work is the strength of it you have to call attention to it yes yes bruce wayne would be absolutely dumbstruck by the idea of a super powered person mm-hmm. and if superman is the first one he encounters like wonder woman maybe hasn't made it to man's world or man's world uh man i am a <laughs> i'm a golden age comic guy um <laughs> I mean, maybe she did the whole thing in World War II, but she was a legend. And then she comes back, you know, that whole thing. Um, and then he could just be like, I don't – does this mean I I should stop? I mean, am I out of work? You know, that kind of thing where he's like going, that guy doesn't need a plane. I have a cool bat plane. He doesn't even need that stuff. But also the paranoia that is a Batman trait of him going, I also need to know how to take him out just in case he loses control. And I know they did stuff like that in Justice League and in Batman versus Superman of like, I can't trust you. You're too powerful. Yeah, but for the sake of our enjoyment as the audience, you got to get over that shit fast and have them work together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: maybe put some color in it and not make everything sort of (laughs) grimy, gritty, gray, blue filtered. Jesus Christ. The the whole Snyder aesthetic. Fuck you.
1: I know. Even
0: Superman Returns muted the colors and they I was like did, stop yeah. it it's what's like, with this maroon so cape and this- yeah. because I mean Chris Reeve look at the dude he's in excellent shape and he is unashamed walking around in a lycra spandex bright blue red and yellow suit and he makes it work because for him he's playing it totally natural mm-hmm. if he plays it natural the audience will accept it but now they have to have these textured you know, like body armor suits. Even Superman has like these, you know, like rubber little designs and stuff on. It's like, what are you guys afraid of? Blue, yeah. red, yellow. Boom. Yeah. yeah. You want to jazz it up a little? Okay. Yeah. But Jesus Christ. And I, yeah, was, I didn't like the design of his costume in Superman Returns. That no, I wouldn't Little, that little yeah. S, the Just long tenny-esque. torso yeah. and the itty bitty booty short. Red yeah.
1: thing. And they got that was the beginning of the, the getting rid of the the yellow S on his cape. Yeah. Which they still haven't brought back on any, any of the iterations I think. Live I've seen.
0: action will probably ever see that again. Yeah. I think they just prefer just a straight red cape. The yeah. yellow uh S on the back is a very silver age thing. But mm-hmm. was I happy about it in Superman? Yep. <laughs> Superman the movie.
1: Oh yeah. Yep, you yep. know
0: what I'm afraid of is rewatching Superman three or Superman four? I'm afraid what, of
1: that. That, that you might like it. <laughs>
0: no, no, I know I won't. It's just that uh, it's almost like I don't want to watch those ever again because I want to keep Christopher Reeve who was always good, even in those shitty movies, but I want yeah. to keep his Superman preserved in their perfection as perfect as they could be for 1978, 1979, whatever the whole, I mean, Superman two, I got problems with as well. The whole like, Oh, in order to bone your girlfriend, you have to become immortal. How does that work? And, yeah. And getting in a red sun chamber? Okay.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. It, did, it did make for a couple of good scenes. I will
0: kiss her and make her forget.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I didn't like that either. Yeah.
0: I will capture Kryptonian villains with this polyurethane S I pulled off. My- like, <laughs> what? They're just decisions <laughs> in Superman 2. I'm like, not even the comics get that bad shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. A lot of it didn't make sense, but the the one the, the there's that one scene where he gets the shit kick out of, out of him at the oh, diner, man. And, he and he sees his, his blood, blood for this first yeah. yeah. And he's freaking it. out. It's it's my blood. And then I he, love it. Lois says something like, uh, "Didn't your didn't they warn you about? Did you know about this or something?" He says, "My dad told me." just didn't listen and then he gets up yeah then he gets a little more resolve and he gets up like that moment is so the great. whole
0: thing is that what makes that goofy storyline and it's it's kind of goofy the way it's resolved but it has an emotional core that works and the emotional core is to once again show to the audience that he will sacrifice everything including his own happiness mm-hmm. to set the world right to save people yeah. and is, he loves lois but he can't. It's too selfish of him to give up being our protector so he can get the nookie. So he's like, you know what? Um, I'm sorry, but uh, but him the, the cheat of him erasing her memory. It should have been much more mature and adult of him going, Lois, I do love you. You know I'm Clark. We've got that out of the way. But I have to keep doing this and have her be a grown up and go. I understand.
1: Yeah, that exactly. is
0: emotionally weighty, right? Um, but they wanted to reset. It's just a reset yeah. button. It's like now she'll continue thinking Clark's a dwarf, even mm-hmm. though she's totally done him in the <laughs> fortress, and that's not a euphemism. She did him in yeah. the fortress <laughs> in that big old clam-shaped bed. Um, yeah, yeah. But man, do I love Superman and Superman too?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of which, I think we talked about this shortly after it came out the Donna cut yeah i think it was around the time that you weren't in town doing the uh, Zeus's petals album mhm um, and I, I think we were in agreement that there's there's just some it, this was a nice idea yeah and it's great to it's great to see some of the stuff that was cut out uh, like what, what you know Brando actually as actually, an
0: extra it works really well as you yeah. watching it as a film you're like okay not really but yeah. it is like if you had read you know like the the making of star wars books the book that i talked about last time when you it's like that because you're seeing what is essentially a rough sketch of what he would have done it just yeah. doesn't work as its own experience no. but it makes things like uh him flying backwards through time her dying in the, is she supposed to have died in the second movie, not the first. And I mean, there are things where you're like going, Oh yeah, I can see that that would have made things a lot tighter and a lot better. Uh, however, I will say the gut punch of watching Superman, the movie as a kid and watching Lois die. I was, Ooh, that, that has stayed with me my whole
1: life. I was thinking about that last night, that, that moment is just, that's why that, that's why the, because we usually, we had long conversations about, the, yeah. the time travel thing and how it was, it was, we loved it, but we also were like, wait, what? Like, what is he doing? Is he turning back time or is he actually spinning the earth? And
0: I have still you know, to this day arguments with people that, yeah. because when you bring up Superman, the movie, uh, even, even decent fans of it will just sit there going, yeah, I'm sorry. But you know, spinning the earth around to make time go backwards. I'm like, you guys don't get it.
1: He's traveling I still back.
0: have to sit there going, it is just a visual interpretation of him flying backwards through time he is not going so fast that he's causing the earth to reverse which is making time reverse he is flying backwards through time in a circle and you're Mm -hmm. actually seeing him go back through time by them showing the earth turn backwards it's not his cause he's not causing that and they're not implying that if you suddenly spun the earth backwards time reverse you idiots and then then what i do which is really bad (laughs) is i will usually punch them and I'm not very physical. I will hit people about this and then walk off. And they're concerned because they're talking. I'm talking about a movie I saw when I was eight years
1: old. And yeah. I
0: understood it then. And I can't believe people still don't get it
1: today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's, it is, it is, is it a crazy bit of what the Deus Ex Machina or, oh, yeah. It's yeah. Pronounced. It, it is nuts. But it's, it, it's that way, the weight of that moment you're talking about where he, where Lois dies and, and he just realizes he's completely fucked up. And he, and, yes. and he's left with no choice. He's going to break the cardinal rule that his dad told him. This, like, is, this care, is why dad. Dad, this I'm movie
0: works this. where a lot of, I mean, when you don't put a lot of thought into how you're going to do it, just you're, you're going after the money. Let's do a quick thing. Uh, and, and you're like, okay, I could have just done a simple comic book movie. But the reason this works is because Donner with the, Screen, screenwriters, Tom, um, yeah. it they could have just had him go, oh, that's, no. I'm going to fly back through time and fix it. But they actually have him, it is a little on the nose, but he is confronted by, this will have consequences. Do you understand that you are now being selfish? You, Superman, Kal-El, we raised you better than this, and there are rules to your powers, and this is something you're doing only for yourself. And him going, well, this time I am. I cannot yeah. handle this. Yeah. It's like she will not die because uh I got here too late. Which
1: was two seconds a little too late, yeah. Oh, Whatever it was. Yeah. It's just so great. And, that, and, that I is just, I, of-
0: and and yes, and of course the emotional impact of of her rolling down the window and to her, she's just like, Hey, thanks. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. And he and what you look kind of weird. He's like, No, I'm just glad to see you. And yeah. it, again, his acting. He's acting the way he's playing it. Like, I'm not letting on. to. She'll never know. She'll never know. Mm-hmm. And he's just like going, I'm just glad you're alive to give me shit. Because she does. She, you could have picked mm-hmm. me up down there. You could You yeah. could have done it. And she's like, thanks a lot, Superman. And just like when we cut to Jimmy. And if he was like, yeah, Jimmy's thanks like, a lot, Superman. Hell? Great. What a help. <laughs> I was like, well, sorry. I was a little busy. Like, saving the fucking world. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. I- and that little bit of dialogue between Jimmy and, and Lois after he flies off again. So, yeah, you know he's he's a busy guy, you know, oh, man, man, uh, yeah, it's just so it's like he
0: he he uh, he cares about all of this, Jimmy. I'm like, yes, yeah. he does. God damn yeah. it. I, I don't know what it is in our personalities. And I would love to talk to other diehard Superman fans. I think some people are drawn to the character because of the history of it. And a lot of people are drawn to the character because of powers, that kind of thing. And I love when people dismiss, uh, especially grown up superhero comics fans as being like, "Uh, you know, you're uh, emotionally immature and it's all a power fantasy. And I go, you guys don't get it. I do love reading about people with bizarre powers fighting each other. And that's fun. That's escapist stuff for me. But the reason it resonates and the reason this means something to me has nothing to do with that stuff. It isn't about the power fantasy. For me, it is almost like a diehard Christian uh, being caught up in the, in the scripture, in the teachings of Jesus, because it's about the ideals behind it. And it is not about the fact he can fly, lift things and so forth. It's about what he's choosing to do. And the idea that comforts me, and I know, that, uh, I know that you and I both, as a lot of people, we came from homes of divorce, and I know that perhaps your home life as a kid was a little shaky. Mine was sometimes great, sometimes shaky, and then there was a divorce. But I think maybe as a kid, reading in the comics and then seeing on the big screen a character that I didn't see as a father figure, but I did see as someone, a friend, someone who is looking out for everybody mm-hmm. who's expecting nothing in return, doesn't mm-hmm. want the parade, doesn't care about that stuff, has people that are very close to him, but even they uh only get a fraction of what he can give because he's trying to do everything for everybody else. That's the thing. It's a it's a idealist core, not a power fantasy where exactly. uh I mean, I would not build a church of superman but the same ideals that i as a young christian when i was in church i'm like uh, the ideas are the same it's treating someone the way you wish to be treated looking out for your neighbor all of that stuff as hokey Mm -hmm. as it is Mm -hmm. that's why i love the goody good characters and i get mocked by other comics fans because i will always say it's like Marvel, my favorite, Captain America. Uh, Or in the X-Men, I love Cyclops. Everyone hates Cyclops. I'm always like, I like the goody goods. I like Mm -hmm. the people who are just decent and uh, maybe boring to everybody. But I'm like going, I love an antihero. And I love like dark, tortured guys. Like, I will take it out on crime. I love the shadow. I love stuff like that. Uh, But I much prefer the ones who are just uh, in it to help.
1: Yeah, and to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. the Luke Skywalker mentality. It's like, you right? Know, I don't, I don't care what all your Jedi rules are. I'm gonna go save my friends. Screw yes. Guys, oh you know? man.
0: I mean, and the again, I'm telling you the consequences of that. He's like, yeah, I understand that my it ruins my training, Yoda. I realize that this is what you don't think I should be doing, but they're my friends, and they're about to mm-hmm. die. And if I can yeah. do anything to stop that, I'm going to. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. A hero.
1: He's like, I can't kill my own father. Yeah. like That conversation that he has with with, uh, Obi-Wan in Return of the Jedi, I was like, but I can't kill my own father. And and Obi-Wan kind of goes, well, (laughs) (laughs) he kind of does his laser skill chip on him. I guess
0: we're screwed then. Uh, It's a shame. uh, If I show you some footage from the prequels, you'll want to. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I have two yeah. words for you, Hayden and Christensen. <laughs> I'm going to show you a line of dialogue that your dad said to your mom. That's going to make you throw up. <laughs> it has to do with sand.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, anyway, that's, that's that's that is one of the reasons why I like. Uh, there's a lot of problems with the Superman and Lois show that's out now. Yeah. But that iteration of Superman that Tartle Hecklin's doing. Yeah. Great. he gets that perfectly. It's, I do
0: feel weirdly like that was a dictate of that show that they they realized uh, that they didn't have to follow the imprint that the movies were. And certainly, there's for every Snyder defender and fanboy, there's plenty of people going, "That's just not my version of the character. That's not uh, that's not who I like." And they're like, you know what? Let's give them something. And yes, I think, again, heart's in the right place. Um, and the relationship is good. He is a good actor. Being a decent father and hero, it is pretty much all you want, except for I sit there going, ah, yeah, TV. <laughs> yeah. Though yeah. I will say every now and then I've watched some episodes where I'm like, well, they spend some money on that. They, Look did. At them. Yeah, it, it, they had that fight scene, uh, in that very first episode or maybe second episode where they're falling through the upper atmosphere, having a fight. And I was like,
1: not bad TV. It is way better production quality than at almost any of the CW shows. But yeah. Per, yeah. For it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that, that I like that. It's no, show. uh,
0: it's no Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. That was pretty awesome. Um, any uh, Superman iteration where he ends up fighting Drew Carey, uh, you know, that's... <laughs> I don't remember much
1: about that show.
0: I remember living at Dwight's. Uh, why do I say living at Dwight's? It was our apartment. Is His name room? was on the lease. But uh, <laughs> I remember watching the the premiere, the two-hour TV movie premiere, and I was like, oh, yes, here we go. A new Superman for a new age. Oh, yeah.
1: I was and excited about it, At least that
0: first episode, I remember going, uh, maybe... Mm-hmm. And then by second episode, I was like going, oh, no. Yeah. No, this isn't for me. Uh, So is there anything else for us to say other than the fact that DC needs to call us soon and uh, we'll get it all worked out?
1: Yeah. Actually, it would be
0: Warner Brothers, not DC. So uh, I also want to ask you, have you read Superman 78?
1: No. Is that a graphic novel?
0: Yes. Let me show you real quick. I'll be right back. All right. So... D.C. did a whole series of graphic novels called Batman 66, which were basically as if they were continuing the 1960s Batman show. So it's drawn like the people then. Uh, It's done in the style. So they're not trying to adultify it. And it's just like if they had had a better budget. And if they started including characters that didn't exist back then, but it's like a 60s version of Harley Quinn or a 1960s version of whoever. Because they never had Poison Ivy on the 66 show, like a actual actress, but they do it for the graphic novel. A lot of fun. It was a huge success. So they've started. They did Wonder Woman 77 which was like a graphic novel continuation of the Wonder Woman TV show. She's drawn like Linda Carter, same costume. They go to discos. It is set in 1977. So they just did over the last year, Superman 78. And it's as Mm -hmm. if there had been a continuation of the movies, the Donner films with a bigger budget, pretending that Superman three and four didn't happen. Um, but they nice. draw they draw Lois like Margot Kidder. They draw Superman let's see, uh, as Christopher Reeve.
1: Very cool.
0: And I mean, they draw I... Lex Luthor as... Uh, and this one does bring Brainiac into it, and you can tell, even though they're not being explicit, they're basing him visually on David Bowie, as if they had cast David Bowie as Brainiac. Um, Very cool. And of course, at the end, is a tribute to Donner. Um, so... It reads like, I mean, because they didn't try to write it differently than one of those movie scripts. So you can hear the voices. They really capture them really well. Um, And again, you know, like Perry White, you can hear. It's like, yeah, that's him. That's totally Perry. Uh, I mean, come on. That's great. Come
1: on. Who who draws it? Um,
0: This is uh, Wilfredo Torres, who's very, very good. And he gets it because oh yeah they're on Krypton um, in the plot of this uh, instead of like in the classic comics how Argo City um, uh, was where Supergirl came from but brainiac also captured one of the cities of Krypton before it blew up and I mean Kandor yeah bottle city of candor yeah in this it's it's uh Superman's parents lived in candor so they're not oh, dead. Wow. So he wow. actually, this has the bottle city. So it actually has Superman going into it and getting to meet Laura and, and Jor-El, And they're like, we are so proud of you. You turned out great. Drawn oh, as Marlon Brando. So, Dr- oh yeah. Yeah. They're,
1: they're, they're Beautiful.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, kal my son. <laughs> they even write it with a lisp. No, it's a joke. Um, <laughs> anyway, highly recommended. I
1: think I'm going to go see it. if I can find that today.
0: And they just put out Batman 89 which is based on the script that wasn't done uh, because Schumacher took over. But it was, it's written by Sam Hamm, the guy who wrote the scripts to the first two Batman movies for oh. Tim Burton. Wow. So he's still alive. And they said, do you want to turn that script that never got filmed into a graphic novel? He's like, fuck yeah. And so they draw it like like it has Two-Face becoming the character, the villain, and it's Billy D. Williams how Billy D. Williams would have looked as two face because they yeah. set him up as Harvey Dent. They introduced Robin who was supposed to be Marlon Wayans back in the day. So they introduced the Robin character that we would have gotten. They draw uh, Barbara Gordon who wasn't in any of the two movies, but she was going to be introduced. They draw her as a, uh, as like young um, Winona writer. I was like, God, good choice. She would have been awesome. So it is just, like, continuing, as if, like, if that was your idea of Awesome Batman, here we pick up all the threads. The yeah. Joker thing happened, so did the Penguin thing and Catwoman, and she's drawn as as Michelle Pfeiffer. She's also in the, the, the Batman 89. They're fun. For any fan that's kind of like, uh, I don't want to get caught up in the new continuity of the comics. It's too much to get into, but you want to scratch that sweet spot of, like, yeah, yeah. this would have been, like, if that movie had happened and it didn't.
1: Yeah. Very cool.
0: That's Brendan's recommendation
1: corner. Well, thank you. I am You're going welcome. to, I'm going to see if we can find that at Nans, which is
0: comic shop here Is in it Houston. still
1: around. I think it is. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been over there, but I'm pretty sure it's still there.
0: I remember Phoenix comics. Uh, I'm sure that's gone.
1: Was that the one on shepherd? Yes. It, uh, by star pizza. Yes. Yeah, I think that's gone. Yeah, mm. That's where I remember you and you and me and Willie Golden going to, to buy Death of Superman the day it came out. Well, we tried. We Do you remember that? Do you remember how
0: far we had to
1: go? No, I've forgotten this.
0: It, it became a whole search because they were sold out everywhere. We oh, ended okay. up at a mall out in uh, somewhere, like far out that had a card shop slash comic shop. And that was the only place that still had them. And you know, do you remember what we spent? It cost us like fifteen dollars. They had already for for each issue, right? Yes. Well, just the one issue. But they had already ratcheted up their prices because in that day it was impossible to find anywhere. And I remember that we bought ours and then we um we didn't even get out of the store. I mean out of the mall. We we tore that remember it was in the sealed package we yeah. tore ours open and we sat there and read them in the like lobby of the mall and then i had to, then i had to be at work at River God, i can't Theater. believe i don't
1: remember this yeah uh,
0: i had to be at work that night and i i used the armband remember it came with the black armband with the Superman yes. emblem i wore that at work over my suit coat and people are like going i'm so sorry who died and i was like superman died. <laughs> superman died today <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. I still
0: remember laying down $15 and I was sitting going, you are milking us. And they're like, going, where mm. else are you finding it? And it was true because yeah. we tried like three or four shops before. I don't even remember who came up like, I think there's a comic shop at this mall, like Greenbrier Mall or some kind of shit. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and we drove out. Crazy. And then we're like, do you have any? And, uh, and yeah, and there's a line of people and we got a few left. 15 bucks I'm like fuck yeah. you
1: yeah by the way think, now
0: it's worth nothing <laughs> yeah i know
1: i think we bought two copies
0: i think so but i think, we I, think did. I actually
1: still have an unopened one in my collection just stashed in my closet
0: i don't have my original anymore but i've had so many opportunities i've come across multiples uh and i think at one point i had the big poster that came with it which is the funeral procession I think I had that framed at one point, and that's the whole thing of you know you've got all the superhero DC superheroes with the coffin and they're walking along with it. Hmm. <laughs> Still gets me, man. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, Chad. Good talk. All right. well,
1: good talk. <laughs> let's, let's let's wrap this up. Yeah, I think that that was a good one. Yeah, uh, there's lots more we could say about Man of Steel and stuff, but we, oh, we will, uh, we'll, we'll we'll save that to for it, another no day. What's mm-hmm. that?
0: We'll return to it.
1: We're not done with it.
0: We're not done. We have some words from Mr. Snyder. So Uh, wrap it up. Give uh, give your official closing. What's the official closing? Don't we sing a song or something? I I don't know. We're so glad you came to hear us talk about the man of steel and shit. (laughs) I mean, other shit. And we are so proud to have you here.
1: Pretty good. Or what about the thing we used to go? But look up in the sky. There's oh, that yes. guy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: look up in the sky. Who's that guy? What is his <laughs> name? Is <he> called? Superman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> People
0: don't know there were lyrics. Yeah. And right. just like the Batman one Batman's going to kick your ass. <laughs> bum, 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 yes. Bum, <laughs> anyway, yep. so yeah, uh, we should probably end with that. Okay. <laughs> and wait for the lawsuits. Yeah. <laughs>